0: everybody! We are back with another episode of Cuckoo with Coco. This is episode 5. I just wanted to thank everybody because we have finally reached over 100 listeners on the first episode. So excited about that. I wanted to thank everybody for helping network and get the word out there to let the people know what I'm doing. It's very helpful to me and it's going to be better and better because you guys are helping me build this thing. I'm really excited because I love sharing these things with you. I love sharing these little details about what's going on in my brain. I also like the fact that I can just sit and talk to you guys and it's always about something you want to hear because, you know, I get participation. That's my favorite part is when you guys participate. So can I just say I want to shout out to everybody who's helping build this thing. That's who my shout out is for today. You guys. You guys that are tuning in tonight, everybody that's listening to me, it's just so wonderful to just be able to bond with you guys and talk about things you want to hear about. So refreshing, and it helps me get a lot of things off of my chest as well. So today we're going to explore three different things. We're going to explore things we dislike about traveling, things that you've heard kids, over, like, overheard kids say, like things that are probably inappropriate that you wouldn't expect anyone of that age to say, and also things that happen at the gym that really just drive people banana sandwich. So let's start with the first thing. The first thing I want to talk to you about is traveling. We all got to do it from time to time, either to see family or just for fun. So when I travel which I haven't done much of lately because life is just getting in the way of things. But when I travel, I've always noticed that one of the things that bothers me the most is TSA. Now, I know they have to be efficient with their job, and I know there's always a line at an airport, but can I just say those lines are so ridiculous when they start to wrap around the entire airport. Like, I went to Vegas one time with my friend Christina, and can I just say, we got to the airport on time. Like, we got there with enough time to get where we had to go. But at the same time, we also had to run to the gate because that's how long it took us to get our stuff, our bags checked. Our bodies checked to make sure we weren't carrying anything. And then to reassess everything we brought with us that was considered a carry-on and run our ass to the gate because it was, like, on the other side of the airport. I've never had a more difficult experience than that, because how do you get there with enough time to then be stuck in TSA checking everybody? Because always somebody's not following the rules. It's written in like every language known to man. They have it on billboards or those stupid little advertisement pieces all over the airport of what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, have this out so people can check, have your ticket out, have your ID out. Like how hard is it to just be prepared? This drives me nuts that I'm overly prepared to go somewhere and there's incompetence in other people because they can't get it together. Can I just go through? Can I skip this person because they're not ready? No, because then it starts an argument with those people and it's strangers and now it's person fighting person and I just don't have patience for that. I just want to get to my destination. That's one of the things that bothers me. What also bothers me is when you get on the plane finally, you find your seat and then there's always that one person that sits next to you. That's hogging all the armrest. Like, dude, I just want to sit down and not have you touch me for this flight. Like, are we confused as to where our arms go? I think that's what it is. Someone said, this this is mine. And if she touches it, I'm going to make sure she knows it's mine by either nudging her with my elbow or just not moving so that I get creeped out when I accidentally touch her hand by accident. And it's like, oh God, sorry. Like, that's annoying. Like, those armrests don't serve any purpose besides separating you from the next person next to you. Otherwise, you're just sitting on a long sofa. That's what I think. I think it's a sofa that we're sitting on in planes. But they just have to look like separate seats. Also, kids on planes. That was a main complaint I heard this week on Facebook when I posted this question. It was one of the pet peeves of traveling was kids. Now, that's understandable because depending upon the age of the kid, they don't know what's going on. Like, if it's a baby... Yeah, the pressure in their ears builds up and they start screaming. I got you, you're upset. Other kids, don't sit still for long enough. Like it's a, what, two, three hour flight. If you don't keep them properly entertained, they're gonna be bouncing all over the place. Like that's the craziest part about flying. Now, when I've traveled anywhere and there's been a baby on the plane, there's always a smell of crap. You can always smell that a kid has just let one loose on the plane. Then it just stays in the air cabin. Where's it gonna go? Where's that smell going to go? Nowhere. Nowhere fast anyway. So another thing about kids when they're flying is that they like to kick chairs and cry. I think I probably covered crying already, but kicking chairs is the worst part. How are you going to continue to kick the chair in front of you? First of all, not even that. Never mind the kid. Why is the parent letting the kid kick the seat? All you hear is the parent going, oh, sweetie, don't do that. That's very inappropriate. That's very rude. I'm Spanish. My mom would not deal with that. My mom is not going to politely ask me to stop kicking the chair of the person in front of me. She's going to say, if you keep kicking that chair, I'm going to knock you out. And that was the punishment. All she had to do was even look. She didn't even have to speak those words because when she gave you the look, you knew what time it was. I know some of you guys know that look because a lot of you that I grew up with have manners and respect for other people because your parents knew how to treat you in order to get you to be a decent human being. These kids are going to grow up to be brats and just a whole other level of person you don't ever want to deal with out in public because they'll just make you want to punch them in the face. Also, like, which seat do you prefer on the flight? I didn't get to ask that question, but I prefer the aisle. Now, I know a lot of people don't like the aisle. A lot of people prefer the window seat. I prefer the aisle because in case I have to go to the bathroom. Like, I don't want to have to do that awkward ass shimmy where your ass is either in the person's face or it's turned around and bumping into the trays that are, like, in the seats, like, built in. By the way, who thought that was a good idea? That those trays sometimes don't work or they come down and they hit you in the knees. But anyway aisle seats. Sitting in the aisles is preferred for me. I have, however, fallen asleep on a plane and leaned out a little too far in the aisle and almost been hit by a soda cart. <laughs> that was not fun at all. Not fun. Also, the bathrooms on planes. Bathrooms on planes are just the worst, okay? You go in there. I don't even do that. Can I just say I will hold it? I will gladly hold it that whole flight. I will dehydrate before the flight so that I don't have to use that bathroom because it's just disgusting. The counters are always wet. It always smells like someone's recently been in there, even if it ha- if there hasn't been anyone in there. Like, why is it always wet in there, and why does it always smell like someone took a dump? That's my question. Why does it smell like someone took a dump recently? And are we cleaning these bathrooms properly, that the counters are wet and we're just not drying them? Or what's the story with that? Because that bathroom should not be wet. It shouldn't make it seem like the swamp monster was in there. Because, oh lord. Oof. Oh. Anyway. I don't like using a bathroom on planes, so you can call me crazy for that, but I just refuse to go to the bathroom on a plane because people are gross, and a lot of people are not as clean or hygienic as I am about using a restroom on a plane. When there's, you know, trying to be nice or, you know, think cognitive of other people around me. Like, I know that there's other people, conscious is the word I'm looking for, I know there's other people that are on this flight also, and why would I want them to know what I just did in that quarter-sized bathroom? Another thing I learned about traveling from people was that overbooking in hotels is also a thing. Now, I've never had this happen to me, but someone responded to my Facebook post by saying that there was overbooking in a hotel. So this is what happened. A friend of mine named Elizabeth and Laura, who was on my last episode, got together and went to Saratoga last year. They had a hotel booked. So they drove up, they spent the day, um, day drinking, then they get to the hotel only to find out that they gave the room away, which was already prepaid for, which sucks. Because it's like after you've been out running around and doing all the fun stuff, you just want to relax for the night. Um, She did say that it ended up being it ended up being good because they got refunded and they got comped a room at another place in a hotel and they let them use their shuttle service and gave credit for the restaurant. So the entire weekend cost them absolutely nothing. So I think that's one of the positives for the horrors and traveling. So I think that was good um, content. Good crowd participation. Thanks, Elizabeth. So another thing that I learned from someone else is returning with laundry to do. That's also good, though. I did the last place I went, we did an Airbnb and there was a washer and dryer on site. So it was good that we had that so that when we came back, we didn't have to do laundry. But I hate coming back with dirty laundry. (laughs) That's the worst. You come back and then you have more work to do. So after you went and relaxed for a little bit, now you have to put in the work to clean everything you wore the whole time. Someone commented also that um, really long trips, someone hates the time it takes to get where I'm going, like being on a plane for 18 hours to get to Japan. Now, that's cool though. I've never been to Japan. I've never been on a flight that long. Like I said, my longest flight was to Vegas, which for some reason was an eight hour flight. I don't know how it happened. I was told that it shouldn't have been that long of a flight, but what do I know? I'm not a pilot. I'm not licensed or certified to fly a plane. Don't know how the aerodynamics of that work. I didn't claim to be a genius at any of this. I just asked the questions you guys want to know. So... Besides flying, we're gonna move on to the next topic, which involves children again. So kids say the darndest things, and it's true. That was a TV show back in the day. I'm sure you, some of you may know it, but kids do say things that are just so outrageous. Now I just have to say that there's a lot of kids in different ages that are a little wild at the mouth, but it seems like these middle schoolers have a lot to say and a lot to do when I think they're growing up a little too fast. A lot of these kids are getting cell phones really early. A lot of kids are on social media really early. When I was younger, I had a Nokia phone, and the only thing I was playing on it was that Snake game. I was terrible at it. Remember texting on those Nokias? You had to push the thing a million times to get one letter. It was just so creative how they did that, and now we are just using keyboards on every smartphone we see. So that's cool, (laughs) but I don't know that kids... Younger than I was, because I was 13 when I had, No, well, I think I was 11 or 12 when I had my first phone, but that was because I lived in the city at the time, and pay phones were a thing still, which are now, like, historic things that are empty that sit on the uh, city sidewalks in Manhattan and wherever else they had pay phones. So my issue with kids having smartphones and being on social media is that they're seeing a lot of things they probably shouldn't see. Like, there's a lot of people that are inappropriate out there, and there's a lot of things that need to be avoided. That's one of my issues with that. I don't care if they have a cell phone and are just sending silly pictures to each other, but when kids start to grow up and start sending inappropriate things to each other, it's a whole other story. But... I haven't seen anything personally in my family with that, so everything's good there. But there's a lot of kids that, again, do not behave because their parents didn't give them bow bow, okay? Like, they didn't say, hey, listen, if you don't do what I'm telling you or if you don't stop doing what I'm telling you, you're going to get it. So that's, again, like I said, not everybody's raised that way. Everybody gets away with a lot of things. But I just want to say that that's something that I have to make peace with, I guess, within my family and with kids having cell phones because I'm not anyone to judge anybody I'm just here for laughs so something that one of one of my friends kelsey said is that she overheard these kids talking about boobies and they were like three to like no third to sixth grade i think i don't know she said it from eight to eleven so i'm guessing that's the that's the school age that's the grades i guess third grade to sixth grade but anyway these kids were talking about boobies and it was just the funniest thing because i was like i don't even think that would be something on someone's mind but that's also it has to do with media Like, a lot of things that kids are seeing these days, a lot of things are are more adult. Kids are growing up way too fast because of what they see on TV or what they hear other adults do and things that they see everybody else doing. Like, oh, my friend does this, why can't I do that? Because you're not that kid, and don't be a follower, be a leader, think for yourself. So another thing that someone said, I had posted this question as well on Facebook, and someone said... When kids behave ungratefully, when their parents go above and beyond for them, like it should be a given instead of being thankful. Now that's evident in a lot of kids. A lot of kids act like they should just be given things because they exist. A lot of people think that just because, a lot of kids anyway, think that they should just be given things, handouts, etc., etc., because they are entitled to it. Because they're, oh, you're my mom and you should get me everything I want. I'm telling you, it's these kind of kids that threw tantrums in the stores and nobody did anything but walk away from them. Like when you're that innocent passerby and you see a kid flopping around on the floor and their parent just doesn't know what to do. You pull them aside is what you do and you explain that that is not proper behavior in a store. That is exactly what you do. And if the kid doesn't stop, you leave that kid. I mean, not leave the kid, leave with the kid from the store. That'd be terrible if you left the kid. Oh my God. But maybe that would be better for your sanity. Anyway, I'm just kidding. That's not right. But, like, at the same time, what are these parents doing? Are they just so tired that they just are, like, exasperated when kids start freaking out when they don't get the things they think they deserve? Like, maybe you you do the right thing. You get good grades. Do what you're supposed to. Behave. Don't make your parents yell at you. And they will buy you what you want within reason. Within reason. They're not going to go out and buy you a pony. They're not going to go out and buy you a... a Camaro or, you know, a Tesla or whatever kind of car you want because, ooh, you graduated high school. No, man, they're not. My first car was a 2000 Toyota Camry and by the time I was done with it, it had a black hood because I got into an accident with it and it didn't make sense at the time to paint the hood because it was perfectly fine. I had a, it looked like half the Batmobile, which was fine. I drove it. It got me where I had to go. I had no complaints. I wasn't even vain enough to care that it was two-toned. But anyway, so that's, also interesting that someone would bring up entitlement or ungrateful kids because nobody else brought that up and i think that's very interesting but also it's not untrue there's a lot of things that kids are saying out there like cursing like are you old enough to know what it is you're exactly saying like are you old enough to know that that is not appropriate for your age if i ever cursed in front of my mother at age 11 i would have got hit in the mouth Like, a love tap, not anything to, like, break teeth. But anything, like, just a little pat on the mouth to be like, don't say that. Or she would give the look. Like I said, she's very famous for her eye movements. I would never mess with that lady. She is retired NYPD. I still would not, to this day, mess with this lady. She still scares me. That's where I'm at now. I'm 30, and I'm still scared of my mom. There you go. That's a confession for the day. Not even ashamed. I love my mother very much, but afraid. That's all I'm gonna say. But she is amazing, because she taught me what it's like to not make people angry, like not to upset them. And one of the places, like any public place, I try not to be a jerk, which leads into my next topic, which is things you shouldn't do at the gym. Can I just say that lately I have been going through a really good time mentally and physically speaking because I have been going back to the gym and I am killing it, everybody, killing it. I'm spending at least an hour to an hour and a half at the gym, at least six days a week. Probably a little too much, but I have a lot of stressors in my life and this is my outlet for it. It's either that, video games, movies, light journaling. Yes, I do keep a journal because I think it's important to be a little creative along with gutsy and sweating it out. So, going to the gym. Can I tell you that I do not like when I am on a cardio machine, such as an elliptical, treadmill, bike, anything that requires heavy sweating, heavy breathing, and someone pulls up right next to me as if there's not a billion other empty machines to use. Does anybody know what that feels like? I'm just trying to get my sweat on and do what I gotta do and just chill, vibe in my own head, in my own moment, Own my hour, hour and a half, and just do what I want to do. Why is it necessary for you to come up next to me and park yourself? I don't know you. I don't want you near me. Don't park next to me. Don't do it. Parking lots are different because we want to be closer to the entrance of the gym. I'm lazy for that. That part is me being lazy. But me getting my groove on at the gym, sweating it out, and breathing real heavy? Don't come next to me and think I'm going to be excited that I have a new buddy. I don't know you Get away from me, stranger. Also, why is it that when they do come up to you, they expect you to look over and smile or something? Don't stare at me either. I don't want to look at you. I'm in my own head. I'm probably watching Hulu if I'm on the elliptical. I'm watching something to get me through my half hour. Or if I'm running, I'm listening to some really good beats. Let me listen to my music. Let me do what I got to do. And that's it. That's all there is to it. This whole coming up next to me when the whole gym is empty and there's a whole other section of cardio machines is asinine. Don't do it. Don't do it. This was another question I posted on Facebook and I got a couple responses and most of them coincide with what I've been saying. Someone said talking to me, random people just talking like I don't own this gym. If you have a question, that's fine. Don't randomly come up to me and assume I'm ready for a conversation or new interaction because it's not going to happen like that. It doesn't even happen outside the gym either. I don't like meeting new people. I'm at that age where I'm fine with the level of people I have. I can't add anymore. It's so unnecessary to add any more at my age, I feel like. That's probably a little too early to say that, seeing as how I said I'm only 30. But I just don't want to deal with any more human interaction than I need to. Staring was also another answer that was given. So my friend Elizabeth, a different Elizabeth, her name's Ellie, but I, I confused the two. There was an Elizabeth earlier that was separate with the vacation stuff. This is a different one for the gym. She said, we all start somewhere. So unless you're going to come over and say hello and help a sister out and learn, let me look like an asshole in peace, which is true. Let me just, on the machines, let me tell you something. When I started out at the gym, I mostly did cardio. Because that was all I really knew how to do. I didn't want to experiment on machines. I didn't want to learn anything new. But when you work out and you only do the same thing over and over, it gets monotonous. It gets boring. So you try and step your game up and learn something new so that you have something else to contribute to your other muscle groups. Get that lactic acid flowing and all that. But I got to tell you that I caught on really quick to these machines, but if I hadn't, she's very correct unless you're gonna come over and help me work these machines and properly do that and you're not an employee like if you're just doing it out of like community service whatever that's fine don't stare while i'm working out if i'm working legs if i'm working arms don't do that drive-by walk either that shit is so annoying like they walk by and they try and subtly look at you like why are you walking by me like that that's so weird so weird and so unnecessary that you're going to walk by me, do that little head nod thing and keep walking. Like, please go. I know you have things to do. We're not here to pick each other up. It's not a club. It's not a bar. It's nothing like that. It's people getting sweaty and doing what they got to do. So sweaty and out of breath, don't talk to me. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. I've been to the gym plenty of times and I've only had one person really harass me and I stopped going to the gym for a couple months because I didn't want to get caught by that person ever again. Some random dude was using the bar as like a pickup spot and it wasn't, I wasn't the only person that complained about it. There were other people. Like this dude that works there, one of the staff members told me that this guy tried to pick up a woman while her husband was right next to her. Like he was trying to pick her up while her husband was there. That's going to cause a fight. Like really? You really want to fight at the gym? It's not... You cannot go to a gym assuming that you're going to make friends. Go to the gym with friends. Otherwise, it's just some real dangerous territory. It's grounds for, like... It's grounds for, like, getting beat up outside. Like, really... Like, I don't understand that. Like, guys assume that they can pick up chicks anywhere. And it's, if you're going to the gym to pick people up, you're doing it wrong. You're not focusing on what's really happening, which is you're supposed to focus on your form, your inhale, exhale, your breathing. You're supposed to focus on your heart rate. You're supposed to focus on anything else but other human beings in that space unless you're an employee of that facility. If you're an employee of any gym then yes, if someone looks like they need help, you go over and help them. If you're a stranger, that's when you get hit in the face with mace or probably tased. You don't know what a woman is carrying in her sports bra, in her fanny pack. I have a fanny pack. You don't know if I'm carrying something or nothing. Why would you take that chance? You're playing a really dangerous game. I've never been more annoyed at a person that walks by, does that drive-by walk. I would just like to tase them really quick and remind them what's up. This is not the place for that. Know your place. Go do your machine. Go do your cardio. Go do what you're gonna do and leave me alone. Leave us out of it. The only people I enjoy talking to at the gym are the people that go with me, okay? Because they understand what's up. It's time for us to like align our chakras and everything and get our focus and mind right and do what we gotta do for the next hour. It's not to worry about, oh, look, that person's cute. Oh, look, that person's cute. Oh, look, that, no, no. We're not playing that game. It's not check them out. It's not let me see who this person really is. Because nine times out of ten, that person is not interested in you. And if they are interested in you, it, no. Just that's a bad place to meet people. I mean, even though you might get to see who they really are under their makeup or whatever. Because I the only reason why you would ever wear makeup to the gym is to pick them up. And that's another thing. Why are you going like you're going to a pageant, a beauty pageant? I bet you half your weight is on your face. Like, why are you using all of this stuff? I'm going to confess something to you right now. I wear makeup when I go to the gym because I've come from work. That's why. I've come from work. And I wear makeup to work. It's not a full face. It's a bronzer, eyeliner, and mascara. We've covered this already. I don't use a lot, but when I use it, mm, even when I have lipstick on, I feel uncomfortable because my lipstick stays. And I don't bring makeup wipes with me because that's one extra thing to pack in the morning and I don't have time for that. So I will go to the gym with makeup on only because I've already been somewhere. If it's a Sunday and I haven't gone anywhere and the gym is my first stop for the day, that's it. I go plain faced. I don't want anyone looking at me. I don't even want people looking at me when I do have makeup on. It's just a no-go, not at all. But it's exhausting to the point where you have to, like, start reporting people (laughs) at the gym. I've done that. And that was to that guy that was trying to pick up chicks that I mentioned before. That guy got reported because how many people are you going to do it to before you actually cause a problem? Like, I think they kicked him out. I didn't follow up on that. But I don't think he was allowed to come back. And I haven't seen him since. And it's been, like, probably a good 10 months since it happened. Maybe more. But, yeah, so that's that's, all you got to do is just mind your business. So like the the whole compass of this episode is that people have to stop being idiots. It's really bad to say this, but I need people to, you know, align what they're doing so that they don't make other people angry. Traveling should not be this difficult. Kids got to start behaving a little better, (laughs) which is real preachy, but it's the truth. Some of these kids, they're just picking up what they hear at home and then going to the gym. This is not difficult. None of these things are difficult in life and just people make them difficult. That's what's funny about it is that people just do things that they think are okay, but they're really not. I don't understand. Oh, one more thing. Speaking of being at the gym, Can I just say I don't like approaching a dirty machine? Why would you not clean your station once you're done? It also goes back to the bathroom on the plane. Why are you not drying off the counter when you're done? I know a lot of people go hard there and they sweat it out and the sweat gets all over the machine. Fine, just clean it up. Clean it up, wipe it down, use the spray. There's like so many different spray stations. Just take it, spray it onto a napkin and wipe it down. It's so not hard to wipe down a machine. I do it before like before and after because I don't trust people to do the right thing. People don't do the right thing at the gym. That's basically it. I go to a gym. I go to the judgment-free zone, plan of fitness, and everything is pretty much decent. I haven't had to say anything yet, but I won't complain about that. I'll just clean it up because it's like a whole other headache to say anything to anybody about anything there. So I wipe it down, no problem. But sometimes you get that one spot that has like crumpled up paper towel in the cup holder so that happened to me on the elliptical today which was so stupid why if you're gonna clean it up wouldn't you remember to take that before you get off the machine but anyway so again my rantings for the day are going to the gym flying traveling anything having to do with transportation really and kids saying the darndest things little boy you do not need to be talking about boobies at eight years old they're so unnecessary wait till you're older So that maybe you can appreciate them more instead of, like, looking at dirty magazines. Do kids even do that? I don't think kids even look at dirty magazines anymore. But, like I'm saying, wait till you get older to maybe appreciate or not appreciate boobs in the future. That's all I have to say. That's it, basically. It's just appreciate boobs when you're older. Don't worry about that when you're eight years old. You don't even know what they are yet. (laughs) But anyway... I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was all over the place. I'm so sorry. My brain's all over the place today. I hope you enjoyed it anyway because I'm still laughing at myself while I'm talking. But again, you guys are making this thing so great for me and I love it. I get so excited to talk to you guys and I'm really hoping you enjoy them. And Anyone want to give any like input or anything or any content they want to hear, I'm so down to do whatever it is or say whatever it is that you want me to say on here. Also, I really appreciate everybody who's been helping grow this thing. I know a lot of my gamer friends. Um, Again, Rocco's been helping me. Homie Pink is the Devil. Uh, Sheila's helping me. Miss Mindy. Everybody who's helping me in the Discord is doing a great job so far. I love you guys. And I'm so excited that we hit over 100 people on the first episode. I'm hoping that keeps happening care how excited I am it's probably because I just came from the gym so I'm ultra pumped but I gotta say you guys I love you and I hope you keep listening and no matter what time you're listening to this morning afternoon evening let's get cuckoo have a good night good rest of your day or good morning bye guys